Let's drop. Prime and rip. Let's go. Games. Oh. oh. Don't play this. He doesn't even like this. That is. He doesn't like. That is. Turn better. it off. Turn this off. Don't, wanna... don't talk over the top of this music. It's too good. Let's <laughs> No, he don't want. Turn it off. Hey, we'll away. get into that. He's going to immediately walk away. We'll get into that. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, Craig, bring us Yo, in. It's your boy, bring Craig Diesel. And I am here <laughs> with the. The. Scott. Scott. Rosemary. Bob. 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 No, you're not that nun may thwart my will. <laughs> oh! That's my, fa that's my famous imitation of Galactus. That's your famous imitation of Galactus? Yes. Do you think he is going to be a part of... Do you think he's going to be the next build-up for oh, MCU? How, I can't imagine how he couldn't be. I mean, they've... Think so? They've Talk. got... Marvel's got the rights back to the FF now. Right. Yep. So, after something as great as Thanos... Oh, I mean, yeah, you've you got to have somebody like Galactus. Okay, I made, I made, Go ahead. We, I made the argument for Dr. Doom. Well, all right, if, if you really, if you really want to set the, the, the nerd world on fire, I'm bring in Dr. You. Doom and do him you. right. Talk it, Scott. They will do him right. Oh. I would after after he said Doctor Doom, I could appreciate it going Doctor Doom, then Galactus later on. Yeah, oh, that, that's yeah, what that's, I would like. That, that's true. That's true. I could I could appreciate that. Because where do you go from after Galactus? Like, well, it, the the thing is, yeah, I mean Galactus. Of course, they've been hinting at the Eternals. I mean, at the yeah, Celestials. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that. Yeah. There is you know, a Eternal. So many ways yeah, they could yeah, go, yeah. man. I think they've already announced it. So it's kind of like I it, know Celestials will be in the MCU. I mean, they've already oh. had Ego, uh, and I guess they count Oh, yeah, him. and Guardian, sure. That was yeah. awesome. Well, I, I think Marvel's going to take the, the route of, you know, if you watch a, you know, like a, a, a beat line on, you know, on the screen, yeah. it changes some up, some down, some little lower, some little higher, and I think they're not just going to keep going up and up and up and up. I think they're going to kind of... You know they're gonna let it drift a little bit down and come back up again. Right. So yeah. I can see them doing something like a Doctor Doom, yep. if that's gonna be the follow-up to Thanos, right. and then maybe up the ante with a Galactus after that, mm -hmm. and then maybe up the ante a little more with the Celestials, and then maybe have something. You know. I, I trust I trust them. I trust uh, Kevin Feige to oh. do what's best for. It, it is unbelievable to me how incredibly cohesive he has made these movies over the past 10 years. It's just, it's out of this world. It really is, because... Excuse me, I have to go grab our pizza. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's, Hold it down. I don't, I don't think it's ever been done before, so... Oh, not, no. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't, I can't recall really any medium which has had something running for 10 years to get to such an apex, a seeming apex, because you know that they're Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're just getting started in a lot of ways. But if, if uh, the only thing that I think has come 
And even then, we're talking this whole Marvel Universe so far, the cinematic universe, has been so unique in as much as, yes, you've had Star Wars, which is essentially going to be whole, nine whole films, just the one story of Luke Skywalker. But that is just one kind of continuous story on one, on this on a set number yeah, of characters like, yeah. that yeah. are completely intertwined from one movie to the next. Mm-hmm. But the Marvel Universe has been totally separate movies, totally separate characters. And even as I've had Thor 1, 2, and 3, and Cap 1, 2, and 3, it's, it has been all connected into one whole story. Interweaving. Oh, just, it's just I don't I don't know how I don't know how they did it, but they did, and I feel like they just done the greatest job. Oh God! I, have you heard about some of these theaters that have been running whole uh, marathons of yeah. all Marvel movies? Wish I could have been there. Oh, I, <laughs> wish I could have been there. Oh, I I only probably have enough stamina to go through like a third of that. Yeah. But after that, it, but just, hey. Sounds like a good time. No, it does. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. It really does. Um, now, you guys said you had some questions for me. Yeah. I don't want you to talk here. I wanted to ask you, um, because I know you're from Muskegon. Yeah. Um, I want to know, because our podcast, we try to, you know, attack things from the local side. Yeah. Um, how has just growing up in Michigan played a part in you being an illustrator? How has it influenced you? Have you seen other interviews of me? Yeah. You have? I have. Is that where you got this question from? No. Oh, because this is the kind of question I've always waited for. Yeah. 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 Like, I did my research. Oh, okay. I did did my research. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see how much. I saw, I I did, I took a look at, uh, I think it was another podcast, a live podcast that you did. Okay. Um. There were people from Muskegon there. But nobody really asked about how Michigan played. Like, nobody asked the question about, because being in Michigan, and you described it, it's like California, like the beaches of California, uh, Antarctica, oh. I think was another thing that you said. Yeah, because it's exactly. for sure Antarctica. Oh, yeah. The, the beaches of California, the deep swamps of Louisiana, yes. the, the there are desert dunes that are like something out of Saudi Arabia. There's... We have the cold of the Arctic sometimes. We can have the, the hot, humid weather of the Amazon. I yeah. mean, it's just, it has this multi-seasonal texture to it yeah. every year, all the time. And it and the intensity varies from year to year. Yeah, we definitely have the four seasons. Oh, no doubt. And <laughs> the thing is, though, to your question specifically, I can cite the fact that where I grew up, specifically in that one section of Michigan, and the exposure I had to uh, cartoons and comic books yeah. all blended together into this kind of almost magic mix of, in, of, in, of inspired me. Case in point, Johnny Quest, okay? Love Johnny Quest. All OG right. Johnny Quest, too. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I did peep that in the interview. You were okay. like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, old school, old school. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I was watching that when I was growing up, and the thing is, it's a great adventure cartoon where they're globetrotting all over the place, so they will have an adventure, you know, with, with the mummy in, 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 in Egypt, the sands right, of Egypt, right. or they'll have a werewolf in the northern timberlands, or they'll have, you know, the, the sea monster from the ocean. 
And the thing is, I grew up right on the edge of Lake Michigan in an area where they had, you know, the all of Lake Michigan yeah. at my disposal. Sand dunes, you know, you know, 100 feet high. Woods as deep as anything you'll find, you know, in, in Canada. Swampland, uh, farmland, pine forests. I mean, just all these things. And when I would watch Johnny Quest, I would go out after watching it during Saturday and play in these different areas I lived in yeah. and recreate these adventures. And that just stoked my imagination like nobody's business. That's and when people used to go outside. That's when the kids. Oh, yeah, <laughs> when they would play, actually play in the environment, in, in the outside. Yeah. Oh, no, and, you know, then I would read comics, you know, like the Submariner. I'd read an issue of that, and I would go swimming, and I'd pretend to be, you know, Submariner yeah. in the lake. And, and I would read... Uh, I would read uh, Captain America, and I would uh, I would go play in some old farm ruins, thinking it was like a bombed out you know Nazi headquarters yeah. or something. It's just all these things, and that, and and all these different all the different seasons. You're always having to readjust yourself, right, for being outside or dealing with the different kinds of weather, and that always stoked my imagination, and that played directly into my wanting to draw, and to make the drawings have my imagination come to life as much as it was in my head. So that oh, was a question I've always wanted to yeah, answer. Because, hey, I'm a, I'm a Michigan boy, you know, and I know oh. while, while I'm from Detroit, right? Um, everything is in Detroit. And I didn't see that until I got older and was able to oh. actually travel with the oh, state see. Yeah. and actually see different things. So um, I, oh. I, I feel like Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, to me, Detroit was always kind of the mecca. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, I'd learned that there was all these artists drawing for Marvel yeah. that were from Detroit, or at least from the southeast corner yeah, of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and to that end, I got to know Arvell Jones. You guys know Arvell? Mm -hmm. And I got to know um, um, oh, Keith Pollard. I saw something about, what, Roger McKenzie. Oh, Roger McKenzie? I, got, I actually got to work with Roger. Yeah, I was yep. going to say, I, I heard your story about going to Grand Rapids. Yep, yep. He was there to work. You used to get turned down un, all the time. Un, un, <laughs> unbelievable coincidences and, and, and serendipity of occurrences. Yeah. But yeah, Roger was living in Grand Rapids. That's only 30 minutes from where I'm living in Muskegon. Yeah. And I got to know him, and I brought my samples, and he loved it. Him and his partner at the time were doing comics. and and uh, business partner and and he just and so I got to work with a professional level talent yeah. before I broke into the professional comics so yeah that was just awesome yeah. but the other things uh, Roy Thomas is from Michigan mm -hmm. Tom Orchikowski the great letterer isn't Jeff John from I, I think so um, and or now, he went to Michigan State at least I, I, know, well, I, I know that um, one of the current talent Ryan Stegman mm -hmm. he's from yeah, Michigan yeah, yeah. I'm not sure oh. where though but I oh, know yeah. there there's unbelievable artistic talent, uh, oh, whether yeah. all oh. over like the state. Oh man, you Michigan. see that here. Oh, yeah. Mi Michigan is a is a is a breeding ground for <laughs> for comic like book talent. Artists, like yeah, like it's it's I don't know what it really is. unbelievable. Um, I did want to. You always have like a really calm 
happy. Like it seems like every time I see you, you seem like you're in kind of like a jovial mood. Like you want to talk to people. Oh yeah, well that, that's where I get that. That's that's the way to learn things. That's the way to, you know. I figure if you know being approachable and being easy to talk to, I I get to hear a lot of things. I get to learn things from people. Not to mention I. Uh, Oh, if I want to dredge up reasons to be a to be sour, I could, I could be as sour as oh, you yeah. want. Hey, but I don't. I that's don't. That's usually have time. how it is with like really nice people. Like, you do not want to push them past that point. <laughs> you well, don't. I, I will give you this. I do have my buttons. That's what I, I'm saying. We I all have, do. That's what I I'm have, saying. Yeah. Like, hey, we all got the buttons. But I, but I tend to bury them below plexiglass and those, you know, oh, those, yeah. those turn you up really uh, things. You got to really you work to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. When you do. Because it's, it's, because uh, uh, for me, God, I've, I've always loved doing drawings and comics and art so much. Uh, you know, geez, it's, it's like, oh, you hear probably a fair amount of people say this. I mean, they... They almost can't believe they're getting paid to do this type of stuff. And so uh, I, I guess I'm inordinately glad that I'm doing this stuff. Right. So I, that tends to reflect in, in, in my uh, relatively and, uh, constant jovial mood. And like I said, like one thing that I was saying uh, when I was watching some interviews and some cons that you were at, it was just the fact that you were tenacious. Very oh. tenacious. All right, and yes. You um, never took no for an answer. Yep. Um, we just got, I'll tell you a story about us. We just got turned down for a, a Google podcast opportunity. Oh, And no it kidding. really sucked. Oh. It sucked badly. But, oh. and that was just yesterday. We just found out about this yesterday. Yeah. It's, oh. a, it's, a, creator, oh, it's a creator program where they would have given you a grant, flew you out to Google, you know, kind of gave you tips on your podcast and help you monetize what you were doing oh um, and we worked really hard on the application really hard we and worked for months you know, on the application just didn't make the cut this didn't make the cut oh. but it you know it was a, it was a dagger and we just like hey it's time to go well, time to go harder and, and yeah. our thing is continuing to you know push forward and i know that's something that you had to do like oh sure what, what do you think was like the biggest setback that you had to deal with uh, in your career? Well, it was probably, um, I would say just about every good turn I've had was followed by some kind of a bad turn. And it was, it was at those points when I first, when I most had, knew I had to um, readjust myself and, and, and set myself back up on track. Um, Things like uh, after I worked on X-Men with Marvel, that was like four months before they went through that big implosion that they had. Mm-hmm. This huge downturn. Yeah. And, 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 and after I did that X-Men, I had like four things lined up to do right afterwards. One was going to be some Silver Surfer work. One was going to be a little Fantastic Four. But four months later, before we could get those projects squared away, Marvel just went through this huge Ooh, collapse. Man. Yeah. And so I never got those. And so I had to reassemble my portfolio of samples and kept sending them out. But then that's when I got my shot at doing uh, Solar, Man of the Atom for Valiant, which was very cool. But yet right after that, Valiant went out of business. And so I kept thinking, 
is is that what I do? People hire me and I make them go on the <laughs> All right. Is it I me? Wasn't, yeah, man. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. But but right after that, again, I reassembled the portfolio, sent it out, and that's when I got to work with the Batman animated series doing light licensing Ooh. work. Now, that lasted for three years, which was a great boon. And, um, I was about to say, for an animated series, I'm sorry, but how... How long would you expect to be on, like, how long could you expect to, uh, a series to go, like, on well, average? Well, here's the thing. When when the Batman the Animated Series um, came out, it was just everywhere. It was yeah. the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. I love that And um, because of that, DC was kind of caught flat-footed. They didn't have enough artwork to supply all of the licensing projects that would come out from it. You know, everybody wanted to make storybooks or toys or coloring books children's books or whatever and they just didn't have enough people who knew how to draw in that animated style that bruce right. tim style so one editor saw my work for x-men and called me up and said scott how would you like to work on the batman animated stuff i go oh, i would love to <laughs> and in one moment of clarity i asked him but i didn't send you any samples that looked like the batman animated series and he said, it doesn't matter. I saw your X-Men work, and I can see by your work on that stuff that you understand human anatomy. And if you know that, you can do the Bruce Timm style. Wow. And I thought, wow. And so they sent me some samples just to practice with for a week or so. And then they sent me coloring books. They sent me storybooks. They sent me toy designs to do. They, you know, just And for like three years, I was doing all kinds of that kind of stuff. And then... It went from not just Batman animated, but they started doing other stuff in that animated style. So I did a whole bunch of Justice League stuff that they made into color books and toy you, designs. You've stuff. animated so, like some of my favorite favorites, which is crazy. Oh, man. That's why you legendary. Like some, like you worked on <laughs> Batman. That's why I started tripping <laughs> when I had the Tiny Toons. I love Tiny Toons. Like oh, okay. When, yeah. when I was a kid. Tiny Toons was amazing. Tiny Toons was it. That was like, I loved it. Oh, I was watching Tiny Toons every morning before I'd go off to my regular job. It's it, funny. Oh, my God. It was hilarious. I love it. It was, show. It was like the show. funniest thing. And I'm, I, I was very sad that they didn't finish putting out the DVD sets because there, I think there's only the first season out oh, they I don't bought have. it um, yeah I bought it immediately oh. but I just watched it again and everything was just as funny as like when I watched it as a child oh and it yeah was like jokes were hitting in a different way because I was older and I understood some of the references oh, better yeah. now oh, it wasn't just the slapstick it was just like amazing writing like well they when they did um when, and they would do these spoofs and satires, yeah. you know, like the classic Looney Tunes would do. And the one they did where they had Batman, you know, the Michael Keaton Batman, <laughs> yeah. came in. And the one scene where um, uh, they, they they dig up into the bottom of the Batcave and there's Batman looking down at ba uh, Buster and, and, and Plucky. Yeah. And he says, more? Really? Alfred? Jeez, why don't you tell the whole world we're down here? <laughs> And that was such a play off of the fact that Alfred told, you know. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The hey, oh, Tiny Toon was amazing. And, oh, yeah. And, it was just, and the thing is, I, I was watching them for about a year before I went off to a Chicago Comic Con 
at the time, that was the only way you could get work is to go to an actual show and the editors would be there and you'd show your work to them. And I had all these samples, all these Batman samples prepared and all this, but not Batman animated, that came later. So the first job was this, was Tiny Toons and because I had heard, I'd read in the Comics Buyer's Guide, which was a newspaper of the day, it used to be the newspaper of the comic industry. It'd come out weekly and there was a notice two weeks before Chicago Comic Con that DC was looking for people, artists who could draw in the Looney Tunes style, Bugs Bunny and all that. And I thought, oh my God, I love Bugs Bunny. So I put together some samples in my sketchbook, aside from these samples of Batman and what have you. And I went there, and by this time, I had been going into these lines year after year after year and getting turned down and trying to learn every time I got rejected that I got into the front of the line at the, at, the, at the door of the room where the editors used to sit and look over portfolios. And a couple of the editors, oh, hey, Scott, how you doing? And he knew me so well because I've been coming back so often. There's that tenacity yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. And one editor waved me over and saw the Batman stuff. He goes, oh, this looks great, but I got tons of Batman artists. I don't really need you to work on this stuff. I said, well, I did these Looney Tunes. Oh, you need to go talk to her. He pointed me right to this gal Since down the, the table. Direction. And I went to her, and she goes, okay. And I said, I don't have any comic pages, but these are the sketches I did of Bugs and Taz and Daffy and all that. And she looked at him, says, these are perfect. You're hired. Wow. Ooh, jump, so and and I just, so I, my about. jaw hit the floor. You're hired. <laughs> there you go. That's the boss. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and the thing is, Usually you have to show full pages of story, you know, panel to panel. But that, so when I left the the, the room that was on a Saturday, I went to the rest of the con Sunday, and I called my wife Susie at the time. I was like, hey, I want to do Looney Tunes, Tiny Tunes. She was great. So I got home, and Monday there was a next day FedEx package waiting for me. And it was the script to the first Tiny Tunes book I did. And these were, and I did that for about three years, where I was drawing all these comic books, but it was for Warner Brothers International Publishing, which means they weren't printed here in the States. These were comic books that DC was producing specifically to sell to publishers overseas. Italy and Belgium and Brazil and Germany and all these places. So you got art all over the so world. So it was, yeah, I mean, it was. You it, are worldwide. Does, does that does that not blow your mind? It to does. This day? It, it does. Worldwide I'm thinking, Scott Rosemont. <laughs> I'm thinking somewhere they've got a little straw mimic of me somewhere. <laughs> Town Square. And they have no idea who I am and they'll never see me. <laughs> But it was, and it, it was, it was, it was amazing because then you and I, we, me, it was about me and about ten or other artists for DC that would do these stories, and we would get copies of the printed comics back. And now, the thing about it was at the time, and I, I imagine it's still this way now too, in in, in in countries like Italy or Belgium or Germany, they print children's magazines in the millions, and these things are. Uh, half an inch thick. They're full of comics and puzzles and yeah. games and contests and toys. And, and the thing is, I'd get these copies of these uh, magazines with my stuff printed. I can't read a word of them. I don't. I can't read a syllable of these stories because they're all in Italian yeah. or German or whatever. So 
I have, you know, this stack of all these books that my stuff was in during these Tiny Toons period. And it was just, oh yeah, it was, it was, it was a real that kick is, in the head. Yeah, that, that is crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Um, so, so. I did want to talk. Good process. I, I know um, you're a big Space Ghost fan. Yes. Um, I know you talk about it. It was a dream come true. Oh, God. Oh. I, I do want to talk about one thing. Um, sure. Beyond Coast to Coast, I know you're not a big fan. Of <laughs> not a huge fan of Coast to Coast. Not a, I, not I, a big fan. I like it. I, it can be. It, can, it was terribly funny at times. Yeah. I just, my preference is for the original. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> I do want to ask. Do you see them? Okay, I won't even say do you see it. But would you like to see a live action adaptation of Space Ghost? Oh, my God. I would, I would kill a horrible number of people <laughs> to see this happen if I had to. Talk it, oh. talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it, talk it. I would. Oh, if I, if they, if they could, if they would do a, a live action Space Ghost in the same manner or nuanced way that they've been doing all these great Marvel films. Yes. You, you, I would become like the hunchback of the theater, and I would live in the rafters, <laughs> never leaving. Just staring down. Oh my God! I'd grow this huge space ghost my movie. Back. You know what? That would be dope because I never even never thought of like a live space ghost. Space ghost is mine. <laughs> Leave the theater. Oh my God! I would love that. Who would as, as, you get to direct it off oh. the top? Who direct me? Okay. <laughs> like, who's who's playing we, Space Ghost? Hey, we know we, we know we'll get uh, justice will be done to it oh. if they got Scott and Law. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Now, I would have to first learn how to direct. But <laughs> now, if it's not going to be me, which uh, all right, fine. Josh Whedon. It would have to because Josh okay. Whedon loves comic books, and I'm sure he loves. Oh wait, wait, wait! Even better. Even better. Who's the guy that did uh, Iron Giant? I have to look it up. Oh, what's his name? Get on the Google. Brad, uh, uh, Brad something. Brad. We gonna find out. We gonna find out, Scott. We gonna find out. All right. Uh, He would. What was his name? Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Got it? Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Okay. He would be the one to direct a live action Space Ghost. Okay. Though, for him, he probably would yeah, like he to did do the Incredibles a. Incredibles, too, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, now, see, now here's, the, there's a guy. I mean, you remember watching Iron Giant? Oh, yeah. And remember oh, when. Mission Impossible? Yeah, get this guy. Remember when your heart <laughs> broke when the, when, the, when the Iron Giant said, Superman? Oh, my God. God. That was a great movie. Oh. Mm. how don't throw it on the grill. Oh, <laughs> oh. But yeah, he would be the perfect one. And the thing is, if they could stay true to the original material, but still obviously, you know, enrich it and enhance it with deeper story and all that, oh, it'd just be, oh, you'd have another Star Wars on your hands, as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. I think, yes. Just, no, Space okay. Ghost is underrated. because I, A lot of people from, I feel like, our generation know them from uh, Space Ghost. Coast to Coast, 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 yeah. 
um, I didn't really find out like he was like a real like. I didn't find that out until after. Afterwards. Yeah. Oh after yeah. Coast to coast. Yeah. So well, he became even. He became even better to me after that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I used to watch Coast to Coast. And and, and I was I, like, oh, this is what he is. Yeah. And I give Coast to Coast all the credit in the world for turning people onto the original show. Right. So I I, I love it for that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Our, our entire generation, I think. Oh yeah. And 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 those. Coast to Coast on yeah. Cartoon Network. Those old, <laughs> like all the time. Those old Space Ghost cartoons are just a hoot to watch. They I mean, are. they're just, you know, the, uh, you know, like uh, the one bit, and I love doing voices. Uh, Metallus. Space Ghost, this is Metallus. Can you hear me? You do a good and job. Space Ghost, <laughs> and Space Ghost has, says, too loud and too clear. <laughs> just. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And because that's the thing is, is, Space Coast was kind of like, it was a space opera, basically. Yeah. Over the top, everything's bigger than life. You know, short little almost Saturday morning serial matinee type yeah. stuff. Right. And it was just, as a young kid, 10, 11 years old when I first saw it, oh, uh, the, between the music and the sound effects and the animation, oh, my God, I was just going crazy. You know, throw my cereal on the living room. Get it, Space Coast. Space Coast. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> um, I think yes. I wanted to also kind of move into just the plight of the artist uh, right now, right now, right now. Okay. Do you, do you feel like um, it's easier uh, to get into the comic book industry now uh, than it was when you were getting into the industry? Yeah, it sounded like it was boots to ground for you. You had to. You had yeah. to go to these people. It sounded like you oh, yeah. show them your work. Hey, like, I'm you here. Were, yeah, I'm exactly. here. Like, let me give you credit. Yeah. Because from what I've heard, people were saying like, nah, nah, get better, get better. Oh yeah. Get better, get A better. Lot. And you came back every time. Like, I'm better. Yep. I'm better. Yep. I'm exactly. Better. Here it is. I yeah. had to. I had to face those no's, literally yeah. face to face. And I, I feel like that's one of the weaknesses of today's generation. Is <laughs> well, the yeah. nose put you down pretty quickly, and they oh, don't get yeah. back up. Oh, you'll and you'll get more nose today than ever because yeah, you know they've got so much talent to choose from, and if you are not absolutely a one on your game, right. you're just, you just go right to the no pile even before you know it. And um, so, in in a way, it's a little easier to get yourself seen. Yeah, exposure. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. But it's a little trickier getting some yes on willing not to hire you, and it's a little more complex of a of a dance you have to go through because you don't know if you're going to get it from exposure of your work online or whether or not you actually may publish some of your own stuff and that physical copy makes its way to an editor's hand. And the thing is, I believe some companies still have the traditional submission route you go through, send your work in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll guarantee you there are so many more people these days that are really quite talented mm -hmm. that are vying for the work that's out there. And there's, at the time I was doing it, there was, there was, there was always a little more talent than there was work to be done, but it wasn't nearly as many against what I was doing. But now it, there's so many people that are so talented and they're all vying for that big shot at that night, at that good book and all that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you can get into that network and you can prove yourself valuable to any of these companies or editors, you can get the work. 
I mean, it's obviously still very possible. I see, you know, see people all the time. But just, just take it's, that tenacity. Uh, yeah, you need the tenacity. Well, you've got to stick to it. Oh, you've got to stick so to it. So what about thinking outside the box? Is there anything they could do to think outside the box to just differentiate themselves oh. from all the artists? Like, what could they do? Great question. You know um, I would say thinking outside the box, doing something a little bit off-skew is always going to be a good thing because that makes you stand out as unique. Right. So, yeah. Uh, in terms of how to do that, oh. Well, I'll tell you, if I can think of something specifically, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I'm but saying, I, like it's I think anybody that, that, that wants to go into this and they want to try and tailor their work so that it has that little bit of different of an edge. First things first, keep all your fundamentals solid. Good drawing, good draftsmanship, solid perspective, solid drawing. Have that and, and, and clear clear cut storytelling. Have all that down pat. And then if you think you have found a way to kind of add that little bit of little bit of extra Chipotle spice or whatever to it, you know, do that. And and, and let that carry it out there for people to see. You know, and, and as many ways to do that there are for the people out there trying. Yeah, I, I I would take you as a content guy. Like you want story. Like you want I what? something you want story. Oh yes. So you like content. You know, things yeah. High concept it seems like are the things that get you going. Oh yes. Oh yes. Talk about just like how important like I feel like the storytelling aspect is within comics because I feel like sometimes it can be it's such a visual medium that sometimes that gets back and it's not it's not at the forefront. But I feel like the story beyond anything is going to keep you uh, invested. Oh yeah, because as much as the visuals you know that I specialize in or a lot of artists do those are always going to be very attractive obviously to an audience but ultimately if you want that audience to come back time and time and time again you've got to concentrate on the strength of the story the strength of the characters the 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 real the real meat of what you're doing and to that end as artists it always behooves you to make sure you understand story, understand good storytelling, understand a good sol- what makes a good solid story, what, what will make this particular tale you're telling more intriguing than, I say, the five previous ones or the next three. Keep that constantly in mind. And, and, and you've got to realize that the substance of a good story isn't just about how many weird ways can you kill Superman. I mean, that's... That's not really a good yeah, story. Yeah. It can be a nice story twist. Talk but that talk. You, you've got to think in terms of taking characters, either ones that other people have worked on or built, that's fine. But what kind of a great story can you tell with them? And it's and it, trust me, I can say that, but it's not an easy thing to do. Because we're talking about, if say, uh, let's take um, Green Arrow, for instance. There have been so many stories told of the Green Arrow, so many different variations of the character and of stories told with that character. It's not easy to come up with something that might be a little bit new or a little bit interesting, but 
that's really not the heart of it. The heart of it is what, how good of a story can you tell with this character? Right. You know, what is the kind of story that somebody can read and they're just captivated by it? Right. Yeah. You know, that's really what you've got to search for, and that's not an easy grail to grasp, so to speak. You know what? It's like that in most. It's like that in most things. Let's take music for example. Mm -hmm. A beat can sound amazing. But at the end of the day, if this artist isn't producing any type of content, he'll eventually fall off the wagon. Oh, sure. He won't stay around. Oh, he yeah. won't stay around long. So it's, it's like that with most forms. Mm -hmm. yeah, Even this podcasting. I mean, we can have the flashy lights, everything. Oh, yeah. Like, this could be the, the spot to come to, 65 and, TV. And, and, and trust We're me. not talking about nothing. I Nobody yep. will want to come on. Exactly. As, 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 as much as I love those buttons, you you know, with the right. – those, those are great. Right. But it's great to see the fact that um, so far, if, if, I can, if I can add a little bit of uh, – from my angle here. Yes. You guys are asking really good questions. Oh, and we really care about – Content. Yeah. Okay. So we appreciate that. Yeah, we want to tell stories through that. our medium the same way that you. Oh, yeah. And, see. Um, speaking of that, I know wrapping up. I appreciate you for all the time that oh, you give us. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank I, you very much. I do want to ask about August though, because. Oh, August. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you basically did everything outside of I think. What did you say? You didn't do the coloring. Yeah, I didn't do the yeah. coloring. With a project like that and with a hero in which you described as he has like these great powers, but they don't affect like the prop like they cannot solve problems. Right. How did you how did you get to that? Like how what made you try to I guess come up with a character in which was very powerful, like in strength and just powers. What what inspired that? Okay, that's then. This is probably where, with my character August that you're talking about, this is where I really try to delve into the story side of it. And the thing is, to me, August basically came out of my um, really deep contemplation about the about Superman because I was thinking I don't about like Superman. All right, and that's and why you might why, like yeah, August. Yeah, I was about to say because. You know, the thing is, because over the years, I kept um, I kept reading different things about Superman. And um, specifically, one of my roots of creating August was that uh, in one instance, I read some article, I think in Time Magazine, how at the time, the communists in Russia, they regarded Superman as nothing more than a capitalistic tool. All right, that's fine. Okay. And then yet, then I realized, well, but here in America, we consider Superman to be a superhero. Right. And yet, I also read in like a National Geographic that there was a tribe down in New Guinea or someplace where they had heard about Superman from missionaries or whatever, and they thought he was a god. Oh, wow. And I thought, okay, <laughs> now here we are, the exact same character. And you have three absolutely different culturistic re responses. Oh, good. You are good. To that you are character. Good. And so I thought, what if we had a Superman type character? And that was the basis of his existence is that everything that he would do 
would involve having to deal with an absolutely different mindset that he'd come across, that he would come against. And so that started me thinking, okay, how would I get him in that position? And then this idea of having this huge planet that would have different dimensional uh, existences to it. And with his superpowers, he's the only one that can go between these dimensions. And so as he travels from dimension to dimension on this planet, it's a totally different planet. And in one case, it's a futuristic metropolis type planet. Another one, it was one still populated by just dinosaur type creatures. Another one, it was uh, completely ruled by these uh, aggressive robotic character uh, creatures. Another one would be where it's it would be like a, a medieval world. And just on and on, it, it, it was in a way a little bit like Star Trek in the way, how every, you know, they would go to different planets and different adventures, and it all created different problems for Kirk and the crew to solve, you know, from week to week. And so it was in a way, Yeah, he is like. Are you guys gonna be able to edit this noise? Oh, it, it'll be fine. Yeah. Like oh, okay. when it when it plays back, he's not gonna be as loud as he sounds. Oh, right okay. Now. Yeah. All right. This guy. Yeah. I'm trying so, to talk to Scott Roseman. <laughs> hey, hello, hello. Come on, man. Do we gotta come over We're there? I'm, I'm, I'm going over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Squat up. Squat up with Scott Roseman. <laughs> oh, tell you. Why <laughs> So, so, so. It starts again. It starts again. It's so so in a way you could say August was like this mel this mesh between Superman and Star Trek in a way. So in, in in a lot of ways it was almost as if taking Superman and putting him more of in a science fiction environment. So that's where I got the basic notion of how August came about. That's dope. Yeah, and I'm gonna be doing more with him too. Okay, yeah, I was I gonna got, ask that too because how many issues? I think you said. Well, well uh, there was a, a a preview in an anthology book and then two full issues. Okay. So three basic appearances of him, but I've got half an issue penciled out that was gonna be issue number three. And then a couple years ago, I came up with an idea of what would be issue four, and I've got that thumbnailed out. Okay. And so just, these other these other issues are out? No, like, no, no. They're, no? they're still okay. on the drawing board. They're all still right, being all right. you know, okay. fleshed out. Okay. But there's going to be, um, with all kinds of projects I've done in the last five or six years, I'm just chomping at the bit to try and get back to doing some August. As well as some other things, too. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that's, that sounds dope. I'll definitely be waiting on that. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll have a signed copy for all you guys. Hey. <laughs> oh, you're too good. Too fine. <laughs> that's August stomping too his foot. Man, that's, hey. That, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. We appreciate you. Well, you, you were what we were most looking forward to. Um, yeah, you were what, I didn't even, um, I thought it was going to be a hassle to, Get you over yeah, here. like well, I, I, I was very I surprised about how accessible you were. I was initially. I well, was. I, I, I'm glad that my face finally re you know, registered with you because yeah, that was me. I was sitting. I'm like, I'm like, hey, okay, well, that's right. Wait, that's wait right. A you're the one. Yeah, I'm that's like, right. you're the one. 
Scott Rosenberg. Are you, are you him? No. <laughs> He's uglier looking than you. You can't be him. As I walked over, I said, yeah, you got some dope art, man. This is good. I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is good stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is good. Looked up. <laughs> oh, it's you. Oh, oh, I thought maybe you had, you had mugged Scott and sold all his artwork. I was about to take you down. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Scott Rosenberg. Because I was walking past like, this is really good, good art. And you are a hamburger to me. That's I'm like, this is really good art, man. But we appreciate well, listen, I, I appreciate you guys having me over. I always I always love uh, being able to talk shop and, 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 and share that. You know, I got passion okay. and stuff. Oh, yeah. one, one quick question. All right, quick question. go ahead. All right. He's, uh, you said that um, I've seen that you've had um, you've done work in gaming. Yes. What game? I did about eight years worth of illustrating for TSR Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Okay. And their monthly magazine Dragon. Plus, I illustrated a couple of their gaming modules. Okay, okay, okay. So, because this game's going to crack. If I didn't ask you that, people were going to kill me. Okay? <laughs> That's, has They're going to kill me. Has there been any games that you really wanted to do Are you a gamer? illustration for? Not particularly, but I was I was thrilled when they gave me... Um, TSR at the time did a game based on uh, Fafter and Grey Mouser, the Fritz Lieber characters. Okay. I believe it's Fritz Lieber. And that was awesome. I look because those are two great sword and sorcery characters. So I did that. I did like a twenty-five illustrations for this gaming module. I, I wasn't look. I I, did, I wasn't looking to do it, but when they offered it to me, I took it in a heartbeat. You know, I would. But I would love to do some gaming artwork for any Conan games. Oh, huge Conan okay. fan. Okay. Huge Conan fan. I would love to do that. They do have a Conan game. They need another one though. That wasn't a survival game. That wasn't a bad game. No, was, I was, think it's it's a newer survival game that's based on yeah Conan, the Conan mythology. Was, was that a board game or? No, or, I, I or, think it's a like an online. Online. Yeah. If Final Fantasy Seven ever uh, you know Final Fantasy Seven ever hits you up to do art, oh, do it. God, yes. do it. Oh, <laughs> and yes. that's my we favorite just, game of all time. Well, fi- yeah, Final RPG Fantasy. Seven. That is my favorite always, game of all time. That has been in my periphery for years. I just oh man, they need the to hit you there. up. Hit Scott. Hit Scott rolls up. Hit Scott rolls up. And, and as as soon as I slow down, and they can catch me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, you gotta catch Scott in traffic, baby. And you better catch him. Scott, that'll be awesome. You guys, be my awesome, extreme man. pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Is, thank you. Oh, hey, we gotta honor. get a, we gotta get a picture. This is, this we gotta get a picture biggest, for sure. This is my biggest okay, interview that I've ever had in life. It will well, always be your, crack, be your no, blast. it will always be the biggest interview. Because this is my <laughs> good job. So, yeah, thank, you, my, thank you, thank you. Oh, please, good job, good job, please. Send money. Games on crack. Games on crack. It's your boy Crack Diesel. Slaps. Slaps. Is that it? That's it. That's the camera. Oh, that's oh Sky camera. Rolls, man. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, the webcam, man. We're just running off the webcam today. <laughs> Thank you, Sky. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, game's on crack. It's your boy Crack Diesel. Day one, the Down River <laughs> Comic Con. Awesome. We out here. Oh, hey, thank you, you guys so
we be throwing money in a spiral. Every time you girl hear my song, yeah, turn around to my home. We ain't here. We out, yeah. Yo, what up? I like the way you you do it. You do it. You do it. Oh yes, yes, yes. Big buddy. Money keep coming in. I can't lose. You already know who it is, man. It's Young Slap, Slap, all that. The forecast, games on crack, rude reviews. You can't get rid of me. I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm on every show. I don't want to see a face. Hey, hey. Yeah. Look who I got to the jump, right jump of me. Right. Who you got? I'm going to make him lose For the first time. Who you got? For the first time. Who you got? It's my daughter. Who you got? It's my daughter. Hey. What's your name? Ariana. What's poppin'? What's poppin', niece? I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in years. I haven't seen you in years. She doesn't act like this. When she's at home, she doesn't act like this. Talk. Talk to him. Talk to him. Oh, man! Blah, 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 blah. Hey, 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 Ari. You gonna have to get in that bag. You gonna have to get in that bag. To the left. To the left. To the left. No Beyonce. No Beyonce. Who we got? Alright, say it You all say it. Go crazy. Ah, go stupid. I hate y'all. I hate y'all both. I hate stupid. both of y'all for introducing yourselves like this, man. Hey, y'all, man. You know, it's Big Neff. It's Big Neff. It's Ron. Big Neff. Big Neff. They call me Big Neff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big Neff. Yo. AKA RX Influence. All right, man. I don't know what's going on. It's day two, man. It's day two. We brought the kids with us today. Yes. The older kids, we left the babies at home. Bought the older kids with Amir. Except Stink, shout out to Stink. Hey, hey, clap it up, man. Stink got baptized today, man. Another blessing. Stink got baptized today. (laughs) What was dope? (laughs) What was dope? So a lady got baptized before him. All right, lady got baptized. They put her in. They get the Stink. My man's is upstairs. He just start turning up in prayer. He like. Pause the music. Pause the music. Just like got the, <laughs> just got crazy. the praying like crazy for Stink. This young man. Day. We got this young man up here. <laughs> Stink with his skinny fingers like just this. Just got in his bag like Stink standing there. He just got in his bag. Many blessings to him in the future. Get him pulled out. Hey, <laughs> like, yo. Hey, if I was the lady, I'd be like, yo. 
Where was that energy with me? What's up? Where's that? Why you so tough for him? Just dip me in the water. Now it's just dip me in the water. Lightly dip me in the water. But shouts to him, man. He wanted to be here. He had to head back to Lansing. So uh, shouts to Stink, man. We we in the building, though, man. That's that's my anecdote. Let's uh, let's get it popping, man. Let's get it popping. Let's get it popping. Shout out to Power Stone. We got Power Stone. We got Power. Oh my God. On the 32, we put the power stone on it. Let me power ask stone you. Too. Let me ask you guys both this: Was was today your first time playing Sega Dreamcast? Yes, yes. Yeah. For me, it was. Talk as well. You, you gotta, gotta talk. talk. Yeah. You got. You, yeah, have, you, you gotta can't, talk. You can't <laughs> nod. You, you can't. Know, just for the. You have to talk. Huh? Get, don't touch the soundboard. You are not the sound guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Look. So not your first time, but your first time. Now for the sound guy. Ari, how was it? How was it? It was very hard. It was hard? I died one million times. I mean, but you, me too. Hey. I did, That's bro. Dang bro, your dad, your dad won like two times no. in a row very cheaply. No, very no, cheaply. Cheap. Very hey, cheaply. When you get the He's, power stones, he, he stood in the corner. Tang. That's not, he stood in the corner and threw rocks. These are narratives that we threw rocks. These are narratives that we I got busy on them with pride like three times in a row. All I did got busy on them with Jack. I switched, I switched characters just because You're I was man. watching y'all so bad. Like I had like most of my health by the end of the, the round, so I was like, let me try some other things. You anyway, I ain't played this game in like 15 years. I ain't, I ain't played, played it in a long time either. Run. Run. How how was it? Is this is this game is this game The game needs to be remastered. So is it more fun than some games that are out now? Yes, yes. Yes. Fortnite. Facts. I agree. It's better than Fortnite. It's better than Fortnite. Oh yeah. I agree. Shouts to Tyler in the building, man. He playing some he playing some Power Stone. He playing some Power Stone. We're gonna have him on here later again. You heard him on day one. Oh yeah. Um more fun than Fortnite. I don't hear that often, man. I do not hear that often. I do not hear that often. I'm not going to be hypocritical. I do play Fortnite, but it's not as entertaining as people set it out to be. So why do you continue? Because I'll be bored. It's peer pressure. Your friends be on there. I mean, you got a lot of video yeah, games. Yeah, my friends, my friends do be on there as well. Other let me than ask that, you this, I play Kingdom Hearts. Let me ask you this, and this is going to change the dynamic of our conversation. Have you beat Red Dead Redemption 2? You know where this is going. But you continuously go home to play, play Fortnite, Fortnite <laughs> when unfinished, when Red Dead Redemption 2 is unfinished. You go home and play Fortnite. Yo, slap. Mostly play Kingdom Hearts, man. Yeah, what about what about that though? Kingdom Hearts. What I'm, about what I'm about far? I'm far. You talking about unfinished games. I got kids. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to play I'm going to You know what? So hey, this just, week, just this you got week, kids, your word this means week, nothing, huh? This week, this week, you'll have part three of what's yeah. cracking. What's cracking? I'm you'll have part what's three. What's cracking? You'll have part, part three. three. You'll have part three. Still wait. You'll what's have cracking? it. Can't wait. You'll have it. Can't wait. You'll have it. It's gonna be Ari. very entertaining. Ariana. Grande. Ariana. So, with you playing this Dreamcast, you've never played my Dreamcast before. No. You got a Dreamcast? No. Yeah. 
You do? It's, it's locked up. What is yeah, what is it doing? It's, it's, it's Collecting dust. Up. You want to play some Fantasy Star Online? Dog. <laughs> if them servers were still open, bro, <laughs> we'd, we'd be off. We'd be off the Fantasy, Fantasy Star. Star Online. Yo, shout out to the Dreamcast. I know uh, last episode we we had a really um, critical episode of Sega. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But my, that was really my brother. But he went I off. just want to say, I just want to say, the Dreamcast is one of the most ahead of its time consoles I think that's ever come out. Like I, I don't think there's any console that was more ahead of its time than the Dreamcast. I cried when I got my Dreamcast because Tears of joy. I got it. I, I got it the, the holiday that it came out. So they were sold out. They were sold out everywhere and like my mom was like yo i'm gonna be straight up with you we're not gonna be able to get it right now i'm i'm, I'm gonna get it for you but I've we're not gonna that. be able to get it right now and uh she went out of town she went out of town to grab me one she went out of town to like a toys r us to make sure i had one so i did not think i was getting it on christmas day so when i saw it tears of joy R.I.P. Tears, tears of joy yeah i was i was yo i was ecstatic I was ecstatic. That kind of reminds me of uh, just as as we talking about uh, console supplies. When the Wii dropped, man, yeah, you couldn't find none of them. Couldn't more. find it. And uh, I remember it was a little bit after Christmas uh, when I got mine. Everybody had their Christmas money, and we went to some GameStop in Westland. They were down to, I think, one more. It's a kid in front of me. He had to go ask his mom for something. Something. So he had to get out of line, and I got the last one. And he was very, very salty about that. Shout out to that little kid. Yo, hey, speaking of little kids, shout out to the little kid that went crying out the oh, yeah. gym he, because he couldn't no play Cuphead today, man. No longer a fan. <laughs> he... He was with us all day, day one, and go. we thought we, we we thought he was cool with us, but really, no, cool he was Cuphead. using us for Cuphead. That's, a lot of Cuphead. That's why I appreciate Tyler, man. No matter what's yeah, on this yeah, TV, Tyler pulled up. Tyler's over here. Ty- Tyler pulled up. Didn't my matter. Man's, man, my he man's, he left. He said, I can't play Cuphead. Like, oh, oh, oh. Cuphead's, Cuphead's more challenging. He over there right now. On this game, you're just getting punched drinking in his the coke. face. He drinking his coke right now. Yeah, I'll punch you in the face, kid. I got you. <laughs> yeah, you I'll punch you, you in the face. You don't like, you don't like the punches in the face. Bro. Hey, we not here to hurt little kids. Big wanna though. fight about it? Yeah, you just gotta take it. You just gotta take it how it is. Talking. You just gotta take it how it is. Fight about you wanna fight you about me? it? So is Fortnite you guys' favorite game to play right now? No. Let me. Uh, hold on, man. Why we talking about Fortnite? You t- you just told me you were Grandmaster level on Overwatch, and we had Grant over here yesterday, uh, day one. He, you he were right. You're not anymore. You was. That's only because he's not Overwatch. playing. Yeah, he stopped playing. But he could get back. I, he used sure to play Overwatch back. faithfully. That's all I used to see hey, on his. What system you was, was you playing on? Xbox. Okay, uh, man. Look, you need to add me number one because you could have been carrying me. I thought y'all was friends. He friends with everybody else. You know why? Because when because when we used to be on the game, you was you know at work or something. So the scheduling, you know, the scheduling. 
now, yeah. now we're going to disrespect me about my work. We can go home and play Overwatch right now. I sold it. I sold it because I ain't had nobody to play with, bro. Didn't sell mine. I might get it back, though. I got it as a downloadable content. Didn't sell yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, I might just It's in my ready to install. Huh? You had me. What? You was not trying to play no Overwatch. Yes, All right, what do you, you play? Playing none of, for, she don't play nothing no more because we took our uh, Xbox away. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. I'm gonna put you out there. Let's get into that punishment talk. Yeah. Let's get into that punishment bag. We don't gotta go on that. We don't gotta go there. Let's get into that punishment bag. I ain't gonna put yeah. you out there too much. Yeah. <laughs> this is going up on YouTube. Yo, what you, so. What you looking like that for? Yo, you so gonna look like, at me like check she me want out, this man. Stuff. Hey, first of all, no, time out. My daughter just looked at me like she wants to beat. Damn, 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 son. Where'd you find this? You're not going to be looking at me like that. Yeah, it's going up on YouTube. Me and my daughter going to be on YouTube. Everybody going to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody going to jail. (laughs) Look, let me tell y'all something about Fortnite, man. Fun game with other people. I've never had, I've never, ever, ever had fun on Fortnite playing by myself. Yeah, I can't do solo. All right? I cannot solo. Never. That's not a game. So, I like like to play with other people. Even then, it's not the just greatest gaming experience in the world. Usually, I'm enjoying myself because I'm talking to my friends while playing the game with them. With with, With that said, I don't like... And I mean, companies do it. Fortnite is completely destroying our pockets. Every season, you have to buy a $10 battle pass that millions of other people buy. They don't give you any improvements to the game, really. Just gives you skins and cosmetics. And we pay this 10 Well, I don't. We pay this $10 repeatedly I don't. Not no for more. not a better game. Just for skins. Never buy me what is so pass. exciting about skins? And then you guys get into your little bullying bag when somebody's just the default, when they're actually the smart people because they're playing the same game as a default that you're playing. But you got a skin, but saw a rag on people who don't have skin, who don't spend $10. You go to E3, you go to E3, Fortnite's booth is humongous. the size of this gym. They giving away free popcorn. They got Jabberwockies. Everybody's doing the dances. And that's another thing. Fortnite is taking dances from hardworking dancing and hip-hop artists and just acting like they created it. For real. Nah, I'll be nah, on the show. He's so passionate about I'm, 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 I'm going to make a ride out to Garden City. I'm not going to tell. You're covering a lot of ground. Here. But I don't I don't, I don't, don't like Fortnite for, for that reason. And when I sit back, like, the kids at school will ask me, hey, Mr. Slapper, do you play Fortnite? And I'm like, I used to. I'm like, Fortnite's boring, bro. It's a boring game. What? What? I said, bro, I I'm like going to name you. Man. I'm going to name you three games right now. 
said Red Dead Redemption. I'm like, oh, well. Said you got Mortal Kombat just came out. Oh, well. You can play 2K. You can play Madden. Jump you can play Force. Kingdom Hearts. You can play Jump Force. Resident yeah. Evil 2. They're like, oh. Uh, 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 yeah, it's too much other stuff to play, guys. Spider-Man PS4. Uh, Persona. Persona. <laughs> Cut the Fortnite antics, man. What? Cut the Fortnite antics. Demand demand a better product for the amount of money that you have made Fortnite. Demand a better product. Demand something new. Demand something from these microtransactions. Fortnite within, I guess, the gaming stratosphere. There's, there's many games that I would play you know, before Fortnite. I, I feel like many. The, the the building mechanic is very annoying to me because I feel like if you get really good at the building, so good at building. Yeah, if you really good at building, and that's and another like, thing. Okay, no, don't cut me off. Another, wait, 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 no, wait. Don't cut me off. Wait, 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 wait. No, don't cut me off. Look, <laughs> it's luck. <laughs> the building Rex. mechanic, you can be Rex. a great builder and be like an okay like shooter and just basically wash anybody who plays. Like I've seen, I've seen clips where people are building like houses on the fly. It looks like they're building like all types of rooms and things to block uh, incoming projectiles. I don't like. There you go, Cuphead. I don't like it. Yeah, he like, still ain't no coke. <laughs> Let me take this coke. And Screw you, kid. <laughs> we having fun over here. <laughs> no, but I just, I don't know, man. Like, um, it's, I still think it's really weird how it kind of infiltrated the culture the way it, it has. And even then, it's better Battle Royale games, bro. I tell everybody. Red Dead's Apex, Battle Royale is, is, is more Legends. fun than Fortnite. I'm, I'm an Apex Legends guy. I be on that uh, primarily anytime I can get on the Xbox. Me too. I'm taking some time. Me too. That's a lie. These are lies. Me too. I've never played Apex Legends with this guy. I've never played. Back to the building. <laughs> Stop acting like y'all master builders, bro, because... Y'all don't watch YouTube so much and got taught how to build, bro. Y'all, like, you are victim of it. You and Stink act like y'all, like y'all just learn how to build yourselves I when y'all have watched countless YouTube oh, videos for tips and tricks. All right, I don't and listen. I, wanna, I don't look at wait. tips and tricks. I just look at people play. I learned. I did learn how to build. Only thing I was taught, like from YouTube. Is on double ramp, double floor, double stair. Yeah, see, that's a tough Everything goes Check this out, man. Let me ask both of you this. What is the infatuation with watching other people play video games? Shouts to Ty. Drop a bomb, man. He playing Power Stone. He just beat a very hard boss. He just beat a, a very hard boss. And it's only going to get more difficult from here for Tyler. Go crazy. <laughs> Power Stone running, is amazing. Hey, you running down that tunnel. Power you Stone running down is amazing. that tunnel. Gorman. Gorman running down the tunnel. So what what why do you guys love watching other people play video games so much? 
I, I really don't have an answer to that question. Because, like, I do it too. Like, I stream me playing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I can understand you doing it because people want to watch. But why right. do you like watching it? It's probably to see, like, what skill level I can come up to or how good I am. Because, like, there's some players worse than me and there's some players better than me. So you checking, you you doing a heat check. Yeah, heat check. what's out there. Yeah. All right, why do you like watching so much? Is that mic on? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought you wanted to be on the show. Testing, testing, talk. one, two, three. So talk, why do you like why do you why like, you like it? watching uh why do you like it? video games? Because I used to you used to watch Five Nights at Freddy's like all the time, like oh, watching people yeah. play that game. Okay. So why did you that like it? That was Corey Kenshin, first of all. Oh yeah, Corey Kenshin, man. Shout out to him. One hundred day streak. Talk talk to Respond to the question. Uh, I don't really play. I don't really watch people play games anymore. Really. Yeah. Why did you? Why did you the like? The pizza's here, so I'm about like to go grab the pizza, and I'll be back. Um, it, crack, you hold this funny. down. Yeah, I will. I, I watch. <laughs> you little booty butt. Who did that? What? Oh, Who she called a booty butt. You look like hey, that guy. Ariana. Yes. My daughter. Yes. You want to talk? Wanna talk? Want to fight about it? <laughs> I don't know. And now Ryan on the soundboard. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. So, let's talk about something. Let's talk about it. Why let's you talk keep about hitting it. Why you keep hitting me? Why you keep hitting me? Huh? My goodness. I'm trying to get you out here. Put you on the show. <laughs> trying to talk some video games. Let's talk about Five Nights at Freddy's. Why you stop playing? Talk about it. Let's talk uh, about it. Isn't that scary anymore? There's no more Five Nights at Freddy's coming out right now? Why? Don't you have all the information about that? What games? What what games beyond Fortnite have you enjoyed? I know you were into The Sims. Uh, you, you love The Sims. You had me buy a bunch of expansions. I <laughs> want. I wanted to uh, get famous. Get famous. Yeah. yeah, I wanted that. Once you get your video game system back, uh, we can think about that. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just facts. But, um, you know, well, what did you like the most about The Sims? What, 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 was, what was it about The Sims that appealed to you? Oh, wait, wait. This guy's girlfriend coming back. Oh, huh? oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, my goodness. Get the Why? fuck out of here. <laughs> Look, hey. I, I got to uh, take my daughter to media training. Hey, Ron, what's going I on with you, man? <laughs> Not much, man. Swimming class, please. Thank well, you. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about Comic Con. This is your first Comic Con. Ron, you ever been to a Comic Con? This is my first as well. Okay, okay. So, what have been you know your observations? What have you liked you know so far about it? What, man, listen, it's a different type of world out here. These yeah. pops, they crack. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah. If you buy one, you, you gonna want to buy more. I done bought three already, and this is my first time ever getting one. You feel yeah. me? So this ain't gonna be the uh, last Comic Con that we go to. So Facts. I'm, I'm, I'm Facts. assuming that you gonna be with us <laughs> at many more, both of y'all, both big time. You know, Until a lot you of, die. A lot of anime. It's a lot of anime in here. You know, a lot of comics. <laughs> Yeah, she been she been bugging out. She told me. She she told me she needed my hero academia. And Tyler, she got her deco Tyler, Uh oh. You got the KO? No. Oh, suffered defeat. Oh yeah, all them Mokujin looking. They look like Mokujin from Tekken. We watching a little uh, Power Stone with the homie Tyler. But yeah, man, like it's been a, a, a very enriching experience for me. I've, I've got a chance to meet a lot of cool people. Um, Same. You know, people have had like... Dope artists too. Yeah, man, like that's another thing. Um, I think Slaps got, he got uh, a commission that a dude did in about five or 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And it, it was... Hey, it was clap good. it up for him, clap it up for him. Hey man, you gonna have to be on top. You gonna have to say, Slap's gotta get out of here. You gonna have to put him on. You gonna have to put him on. You got to put me in. Turn him up. There goes Slap's right there. There goes Slap's right there. He ain't about it. He ain't about it. He ain't about that sound. Get off your phone. He was not about that sound. I told us. I, just I didn't know this drop was this long. Hey, but yeah, man. Where that two dollars you had? Where that two dollars? You spent it on what? Cookies. Yeah. Cookies. Damn. Damn. I can't. I can't. No, no. Oh wait, Yo. I got a dollar. Everything, everything. I'm 50 cents. Huh? I'm 50 cents. Oh, Listen. We're trying, to, we're trying to make this pop. We're trying to make this pop. Yo, hey. Unless they want scrap. Tell you know, me. You're trying to make this pop. Real hey, trip shit. If you want scrap over 50 cents, we can do it. You ain't Real trap shit. Yes, we try. Hey. To all the viewers and the listeners, we're trying to put together our money for this pizza. You and, just got us broke. You know, they're, they're asking for more money. We're, we're broke We've now. We've been spend, spending a lot of cash here. As you see. My goodness. Yeah, this is this place. Yo, don't go here if you're broke, okay? That's what I will. I will tell this. This is my disclaimer for anybody who's going to any Comic-Con. Don't come if you're broke. Facts. If you broke, it will make you broker. And if you hurting, hurting broke, man, hey, pay your rent, man. D d just make sure you got food here. in the house. Just stay home. Yeah, stay Eat home. Eat some potato fries. Eat some potato fries. All right? <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I think we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a few more uh, people on today. Uh, for day two of Down River Comic Con, get a couple more interviews. Uh, the people who came through yesterday were all dope. Uh, it looked like there are a few new people here, so yeah, we gonna turn up. 
Slap about to bring us our pizza. I'm very hungry. Gonna eat. I need Good. that drink. I need that eats. I need eats. Eats. Oh, eats. But uh, yeah, it's your boy Crack Diesel. I am here with Ari and Ron. They are the future. They're the future. I'm just an old man who likes video games. You're 33. You're 33. Don't tell people my age. Stop telling people. You heard the man. Stop telling people. Anyone? She don't care. She doesn't care about. She doesn't care about her father's endeavors. She doesn't care. She don't care. That's a day long. Hey, I was about to say. Hey, you better watch your mouth. Hey, don't get twisted. Still got. Hey, you still keeping it G rated. All right. Pizza. We out. Pizza. Pizza. Crack diesel. Pizza. Game's on crack. Pizza, oh my pizza, goodness. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm never coming back. I'm good at that sound, Games on crack. And look, listen. I got with me. Andre Bass. Why does it seem like every time we about the podcast, this dude this, starts yelling this into dude the started mic. yelling into the it mic seemed like every, every time. single time. He does a lot of that. I, I met Andre. Oh, my goodness. I met Andre. Um just walking into Comic-Con. I didn't see I didn't see you uh yesterday, I don't think. I don't no, I got here pretty late yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I didn't okay. see you either. Yeah, yeah. I would have I would have been tried to get you over here to talk to you, but uh we got this uh comic book, uh Queen Nubia from you. And mm-hmm. of course if, if you're a viewer, you can see I am sitting next to a black man. Uh black Hello. comic I I would say uh Looking at your past, you're from the west side, right. west side of Detroit. Um, you came up in an era where it wasn't cool to be a nerd. A lot of people are getting <laughs> some. A, a lot of people are thriving out here off the nerd, nerd culture. Right, right. Um, when you were coming up, I, I, I even see it in your bio that people are like, yo, why, why is he come on with these comic books, man? What yeah. So what was it like kind of being... I guess insulated like that, like when you didn't have, with, with, I know with me coming up, I've always had friends that kind of shared my same interest. Right. And especially towards um, animation, uh, I've always been like a big fan of animation, uh, mm-hmm. Japanese animation. Um, what was it like coming up in that era with uh, the type of things that you enjoyed? That weren't well, necessarily like the well, things to enjoy. Well, in the seventies, you know, when I came up in the seventies, of course, you know, we had our select few of friends as well that that you know read comic books, drew our comics, you know, even played superheroes or whatever. You yeah. know, you pick and choose what character you want to be, you know, and all that good stuff. You know, we ran into a lot of problems or whatever with those that weren't familiar with comics or whatever the case may be. But um, it was kind of rough. 
but it wasn't rough at the same time because one thing about it you know growing up the way i did back then everything was outside everything yeah. everything we did was outside it was never you know everyone was caught in a box where everything we do is related to pushing the button or anything like that yeah. we played football basketball baseball outside. everything outside, outside was on a consistent basis yeah, yeah, yeah. so with that being said another thing you needed to know how to do being outside a lot was had to be able to bring them hands up oh yeah you know yeah you gotta have hands man <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's a lost art yeah. right <laughs> that's a lost art out here these days it is People that got them. so back then it was you know, you went through a little bit of everything, and it was part of growing up. Right now, right now, we've been cut off by a lot of that. But back then, that was all part of growing up. Some of us had reached in certain directions. Comics was my thing, and reading comics and other different books or whatever. You know, that's what excited me and my uh, few friends. Yeah. So we 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 were into other things as well, but that was really our main thing. But no, yeah, I I remember. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's changed that much. Like. When we were coming up, um, I was for sure made fun of, like, yeah. <laughs> <just> for, <laughs> like in, um, like the anime. I was in the, you know, wrestling, just things like you know that have very, very strong fan bases and very rabid fan bases. Right. But it's still like, it's not. I, I wouldn't say like mainstream, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I also wanted to know how that has played a part in how you went about uh, creating comics and how just your upbringing has played a part in the actual comics. Well, coming up, you know, one thing about it, you know, uh, my parents, you know, they always had us reading or whatever. You know, my father in particular, when we got off out of school or whatever, we had to, you know, do the homework, read. He always made sure you read different things always made sure you didn't read the same thing you know because obviously if you read the same thing then you can always recite that you want to make sure that you're learning something and what you're reading and uh and that was one of the things that we went through on a consistent basis or whatever you know outside of doing our homework you know you know i would always draw a little picture on the side or whatever then you know parents come downstairs and say whatever got my picture hidden but I'm acting like I'm reading the book at the same time. But yeah. I was reading it, but not to the depths that they wanted us to read. Right. It. So a lot of that was instilled in uh, in myself and uh, my brother when we were coming up. But as far as uh, developing my own comic book characters and creations, that all came into play when I first went away into the military. Okay. You know, when I went into to the military, then that's when I started seeing things a little bit different. You know, because I was reading comics constantly on, as a kid. You know, you never really notice that, you know, you're not really represented in these books. But the stories are good. Yeah. But the representation isn't there. Oh, yeah. Let's talk so, <laughs> with that being said, you know, the more I started reading other books, you know, outside of, uh, you know, mainstream books. You know, I was reading books like uh, Autobiography of Malcolm X, Message from the Black Man, and there's several Dr. Bear books, you know, We the Black Jews and so on and so forth. I started seeing things a little bit different. I still read my comics here and there, but by me seeing things differently, me being a, an artist myself at the time, I started, you know, creating my own characters. And then I decided, you know, well, it's one way I can push the message across, I can push it across through a comic book, which is visual 
as well as you know you being able to read it and then being entertained at the same time let me um <clears throat> so that first off salute to you and thank you for your service in the military yes, thank you. um did you get any i got two questions did you get any pushback in the military for you know being uh so involved with the nerd culture as you did coming up you know as we did too we caught we caught flack with that as well mm -hmm. like coming up um the nerd stuff just started getting cool right um so did you catch any flack in the military and you mentioned representation we know how important representation mm -hmm. is but just for the listeners why is representation of us so important okay in this culture? okay well i did catch a little flack but it was basically the same as when i was coming up you know, in the neighborhood, you know, once again, everyone, they're not used to the nerd culture. And like you said, once again, it wasn't popular back then. Back then, everybody, you know, they even wanted to pick, pick, pick with you, start fights and things of that nature. But fortunately, like I said, I was able to, you, you know, raise my hand. So it was <laughs> never really an issue. <laughs> so, well. so with that being said, I didn't have to run into that in the military because, of course, if you get into all that in the military, you know, it's a different type of discipline going on. Um, being in the military, one thing I did learn from a t particular officer, you know, he stated that, uh, that, that the society was nothing but, uh, and it, well, the Navy was nothing but a small fraction of what our actual society is. And me being in the Navy, you know, the Navy was like uh, maybe 1% black, <laughs> you know, and he gave me a, and this is a white officer that told me this, so with him saying that, it made me look at things a little bit differently. So now I'm seeing color, <laughs> you know. Initially I didn't see color, you know. I would hear about it, but I never really paid any attention. So at that point, you know, I started thinking about things a little bit different. And once I started getting into my comics, you know, I got back into reading them a little bit more extensive, more so than I did when I was uh, in between years. Because when I was a kid coming up, I used to read them all the time. But at one point, you know, I fell off for a minute. But then once I got back into it, I started realizing, you know, that we're just not being represented as a people. And when I mean by people, that's, you know, people of all, you know, colors, persuasions, we're not being represented. All you would see was these white square chant individuals. You know, we're thinking that this is our actual hero. This is who we should be looking up to. And I read a book called um, The Nile Valley Contribution to Civilization by uh, a brother named Anthony T. Broyner. And when I read this book, it was an image in there where it had this little black kid with a cape on. He was looking inside of a mirror, but when he looked in the mirror, he's seen this white Superman type character. This is what he's seen in the mirror. Okay. So with that being, once I seen that, I was like, you know what? Things gotta change. And I'm gonna be one of the ones that's gonna start with changing this. And thank you for that. I, I got a question. Sure. Because with distribution, I know um, with, when there are black creators, distribution is usually a tough thing. Like, yes, it is. Like, whatever avenue that it is. It's true. Like, when you have black ideas, black thoughts, um, we don't have those avenues. Um, has there been anything that you have actively tried to do um, on your part to try to, I guess, somehow mobilize all these black
black artists mm -hmm. out here. Not just you personally, but right. we need to stick together in these. <laughs> right, right. In these All these entertainment avenues. Like, yeah, because there is a level of authenticity, I feel like, it loses once it gets to the corporation. Right. Um, what have you tried to do, or what are your thoughts on just bringing together this for, you know, black artists or just mm. black people, <laughs> black creators? <laughs> right, right. What I've done in, in the past uh, 10 years, I created an event called the uh, Motor City Black Age of Comics, right? It's actually an event for black comic book creators, sci-fi writers, uh, just the, the blurred culture in general. Of course, you know, others can come as well, so it's, they're not excluded. Right. Just like you can see, we're at their con right, right now. Right. So with that being said, they're not excluded, but the event is set up to showcase more you know, ethnic talent. It, it's set up to showcase everything that we have. Whether, like, once again, we're writing sci-fi, whether we're writing you know, black comics, or whatever it is, this part of the culture, whether it's anime, manga, everything, all of the above. It's an event that brings all of us together. And what, what happens is we go out and we push the word on it. We bring a lot of people out and they actually see, okay, it's more than just Marvel and DC. They see there's a lot of individuals out here that are doing, you know, comics, doing cosplay, and can get up there and talk about any form of um, uh, comics as it relates to their beginnings, the origins of characters. We have a workshop called African Origins of Superheroes, and what is pretty deep. A brother named Keith Young puts it together. <laughs> and uh, Keith Young, what he does is he lets everybody see, you know, that all these white characters that we've been following all these years, they actually have black origins. Mm -hmm. This is one of the workshops, which we, we have. Um, writing workshops, we have drawing workshops, we have uh, Detroit Tradecraft, they come out and show individuals how to write um, storylines for script or scripting storylines for movies. So we bring... Sounds like we gotta be there. Yeah, 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 you gotta be there. <laughs> <That's a fact. laughs> when when, is, like when we is that? Well, actually, it's not gonna be until uh, June 2020, uh, June 13th, 2020. We'll be there. I had to put it off a year. Because <laughs> hey, I will hey, be... Gives us a year to get ready. We'll like, be hey, hey, all year. We're actually, we're doing something in September. Okay. Um, called MechaCon. Okay. Um, same type idea. Not as in-depth mm -hmm. as what you have going on. Because um, down in the city, it's their sixth annual. And it's my first time ever hearing about it. Okay. And she said it's hard to get coverage for it it's hard to get the word out to people so we'll be on we'll be on that and it's the same type of thing black mm -hmm. creators right um, people writing sci-fi right manga, black anime black comics so mm -hmm. it'll be nice um, because it's a lot like it's a lot of people who are under the radar right it's and, a lot of people uh, I, I like walking in here and seeing yeah this is great people who look like me mm -hmm. doing this kind of stuff okay like, I, I love it so we'll we'll definitely be on that for sure like I said like this is this is my first comic con Okay, so you got a lot more to go. Yeah, that's what oh, we got a ton like, to go through. So. <laughs> been like such a good way to kick things off, and just having people like you come mm -hmm. over here and put me on to a lot of 
information like I just didn't have coming into here. So well, I'm glad I was able to help there. Yeah, man, like sure. I, I, I do. I really do appreciate it. Um, is there anywhere uh, people can reach you, um, purchase your work? Well, my work, they can purchase at UrbanStyleComics.com or they can go to um, the UrbanStyleComics.store or, uh, well, soon there will be at uh, Green Burn Comics, uh, Asylum Comics. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about it. UrbanStyleComics.com for sure. I got one more question, though, before we get out of here. Uh, I've been talking to people about live adapta adaptation. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about that for one of your Oh, yeah. My main character, which is uh, Dreadlocks, that's my flagship yeah. character. Uh, I would like to do him live action. Uh, you know, I did an animated feature uh, maybe three years ago that was pretty good. You know, a lot of people, you know, they really appreciate it. You know, I was just excited to have it done. It was like 45 minutes, but oh, yeah. I, I, I got to peek. I got to <laughs> check it out, man. I got to check it yeah. out. So it's coming uh, soon. You know, another animated feature, and then also, you know, I'm working on um, gaming as well okay. for one of my characters. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> talking about, we hey. definitely in the video game, mm -hmm. yeah. and I, I, man, I would love, I we love representation like, yeah, yeah. We need that. in video games. Mm -hmm. I love it. Because I love it. There's, there's little representation there. Very oh, little. Yeah. Very little. So when same. we get it, we. We're excited yeah. when we get when okay, we get that okay. representation. So I have a demo coming uh, in about two months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, can we get I will, it? I will live get stream. Exclusive. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know can we, like, yeah. Can we get, get exclusive? We. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, we ready? I, I will. Yeah, no doubt. My work. You can get an exclusive. Okay. okay. Well, thank you so much, sir. We'll set I that know. up. Right, we'll we appreciate hey. it. Thanks again. Please get a picture with us real quick. Yeah. We're gonna bring exchange info. I need to come and buy. I need yeah, to come I and buy me a, a oh, comic yeah, yeah. book as well. If they didn't break it down yet. <laughs> sure. I, I, told, I, told, uh, I told my daughter I had to buy this. Yeah, She's not going to appreciate it right now. But right. She, she will appreciate it later. She'll appreciate it later for yeah, sure. She will. She definitely appreciate will. it later. Like I said, it was great meeting you. I appreciate you giving us some time. Uh, games on. Check me out.